There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to episode 55 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episodes 3 and 4 of season 2 of The Magicians. Holy crap! <laughs> That's an understatement. Yeah, these were so good. And again, I want to thank everybody who is tweeting with us, because Steve and I were both doing it, and the stars of the show have been answering, like, everybody. It's amazing. Yes, it is. So, you, know, you guys, thank you so much, and keep doing it, because we are seeing it trending every time that it's happening. This yes. is good. This is so we get more. We'll jump in because Steve, as always, has managed to find more information for us. He's got ratings. Go, Steve. Yes. For episode three, we had a 0.4 in adults 18 to 29 with 0.913 million viewers, and it was the 18th overall cable show. Episode four was down a little to 0.29 in adults 18 to 29 with 0.778 million viewers, the 32nd overall cable show for the day now episode two hotel spa portions the live plus seven tied for 13th in adults 18 to 49 total gain going from a 0.4 to a 0.8 for an increase of 100 percent and it tied for 18th in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain with that 100 percent increase it was 21st in viewers' total gain, going from 0.944 to 1.722 million viewers for an increase of 88%, which was 21st in viewers' percentage gained with that 88%. That's pretty good. Yes. Well, I that mean, I make think, sci-fi very happy. Yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of people, a, a lot of stations, well, not a lot, but at least some of the, the more progressive stations, let's put it that way, seem to have realized that there's a lot of people who are watching on, like, replay, who have to DVR it, everything else, because of everything that's happening. Nobody's on 9 to 5 job, not really anymore. Right. So I'm glad that they're really taking all of this into account and seeing those numbers jump. I mean, that's a pretty huge jump. Right. So hopefully more of the companies will really take that into, you know, into effect. Right. Now, I and do want to say, I think it was episode Four was the same time as a new show, which, of course, I wanted to watch, too, was premiering on a different station. I right. ended up watching that one on a repeat, which we might be talking about later. <laughs> but uh, okay. it was really, both of them being in the same type of genre, it made me wonder what was going to happen with rating for right. this and The Expanse. But I'm glad, I'm, I'm happy with the way the numbers are. So they just keep going up, especially after the live plus seven. Right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, and children of all ages, it looks like Steve found more information. Steve Steve works so flippin' hard, okay? He's, he's crazy working everywhere, 10,000 different podcasts, and he still finds all this information for us. So, Steve, please share what you have found now. 
All right. This is from Deadline.com. Ahead of the season two premiere, Sci-Fi has ordered a third and fourth installment of Nick Anacosta's well-received horror anthology series, Channel Zero. Yes. In addition, <laughs> and, and Tosca has signed an overall deal with Channel Zero producer, Universal Cable Productions. Under that pack, he will develop, produce, scripted programming with UCP for the NBC Universal Cable Entertainment Portfolio and for external networks and streaming services. He will also return as executive producer, showrunner, and writer for the two newly ordered installments of Channel Zero, alongside executive producer Mac Landis. Who did Dirk Gently. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Channel Zero certainly hit a nerve with Candle Cove, said Chris McCumber, president USA and Sci-Fi. We look forward to creeping everyone out again this fall with no end house, and can't wait to see what nightmares Nick has in store for the future. Oh my gosh. I am really excited about this new one that they're talking about. And I kind of was hoping that they would drop some hints then about right. what might be happening. <laughs> oh, but they're not. No, unfortunately not with this uh, press release. Maybe in the future we will be seeing more. And with any luck, we'll be able to get some information from sci-fi, which would be awesome. Just to yes. find out. Because I've read, I've gone on Creepypasta now to read some of the stories, and I'm like, that would be great. You should make this. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody out there who's listening, who thinks that they've read a Creepypasta that would be awesome to translate to sci-fi, and you got to remember they can only build so much, so we're looking at about eight episodes. Think which one would be awesome, and you guys should totally, like, you know, hashtag it. Oh, my gosh, you can't use words. Uh Tag Nick Anacosta, and I think he would be really open. Tag, tag him, tag Sci-Fi, uh, the Sci-Fi Writers Room. I want to know some feedback, and I want to know what you guys think. So you know, shoot us an email and be like, "This one is great. You should read it," because we can always right. link it on uh, our website too. It is fangirlzonepodcast at gmail dot com. Because we all know about Slender Man, so I think I feel like even though they can get creepy with that, it's kind of overdone already. Right. So I want to know about the weird ones that you guys like. Because there's some creepy. I've read some that I'm like, oh, my God, that's so creepy. I loved it. <laughs> there was one. Look, yeah, I'm pitching this right now. Okay. Girl and guy start dating. She never wants him to go back to her apartment. One night he's there, and they fall asleep on the couch. He hears a banging on her door, and she's like, don't answer it. Don't answer it. So he's thinking it's a crazy ex-boyfriend. Well, then the next time he ends up staying there, he goes to answer the door and he opens it and it's just dark and like this really kind of menacing presence. He slams the door and she's screaming and running into the bedroom. And she's like, I sold my soul and they're coming for me. It was really creepy because then they end up locked in the room. He sees like these crazy devilish eyes underneath the door and this sound and the heavy breathing. And they're like, okay, we just have to wait till daylight and daylight never comes. Because they're just there in the room, and it's going forever and ever. And he's like, I don't know how many days we've been here, but it has never, the dawn has never come. So, I mean, that's obviously the short, short, short version. Right. (laughs) But that was creepy, and I totally think that they can turn that into something. But I don't know if they'd be able to really pull that for, like, eight episodes. Right. But it's cool. And those are the things we want to hear, what you guys think. So, let us know. But until such time as we get all those emails... Steve, why don't you take us into episode three? 
All right, episode three, Divine Elimination. Quentin and friends prepare to face the beast again. Julia conspires with the beast and their new ally to lure and trap Renard. All right, I know I've said it. Julia is pissing me off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to get better. It's sure not looking that way. And I know there's people who've read the books, which I still haven't read the book. And yes, I apologize. I said I'd get it done by season two. Didn't happen. And I know she had a lot of shit happen, but come on! God! No, no, no. I just feel like punching her. I don't know. So, let's talk about Julia, the Beast, and, da-da-da-da, Marina. Yes. I thought it was kind of interesting. She ended up coming back to actually help. Right. Why yeah, do you I didn't think-, think... I don't know. I really don't know. Well, I think it's because... You know, she went to San Francisco to meet with the other another hedge witch and found her dead. And so she just said, well, I got to get ahead of this. And the only way to do that is to help Julia trap and kill him. Okay. Because it looks like Renard is just going hog wild right now. And I think it's kind of interesting because we really don't know anything about Renard. Why haven't, I mean, I feel at this point she should have been trying to research to find out who, you know, who he is, what he is. I right. mean, if he wants to destroy him, other than just counting on the beast to be like, okay, he's frozen, go ahead, kill him. Because we're God. assuming that, you know, the beast is going to cooperate. Yeah, I don't know if I trust him. Actually, I know I don't trust him, but. No. Even though he has a really nice singing voice. <laughs> that he does. <laughs> Still very surprising. Uh, what... yeah. Now, of course, we get Julia having Marina cast the spell to call Our Lady Underground. And, of course, she's just kind of reading it. Oh, yeah. Oh, you've got to feel it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a half-ass approach. But at the same time, I mean, I kind of feel like, even though Marina's like, all right, i got to get out in front, but do I really want him to show up? Right. Yeah, I'm not sure she was 100% confident that she could take care of him if by chance she would ended up alone with him. I don't know. I I think it was kind of a silly move to half-ass it, because then what right. if he came, and she was just like, well, yeah, whatever, and then, you know, he showed up, then she really wouldn't be ready. Right. And as it turns out, she wasn't ready anyway, because she really gets into it, and the beast whisked Julia off, and she, why? And, oh, well, if you're around, Renard's going to know, and he's not going to show. Right. And more than likely, he's going to follow Marina to wherever she goes afterwards, which is exactly what he did. And, hello, maybe you could have warned her. Yeah. <laughs> because Marina decided to, you know, bam, 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 awesome locks, basically, on her place. All magical yes. locks. Nobody can get in. Nobody can get out. That was kind of a problem because, yeah. Oh, look who showed up at her house before she locked it up. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, and he was just like, you locked us both in here. Mm, Oh, convenient for me. That was messed up. But at the same time, I was thinking, oh, does this mean that he can't get out and hurt anyone else? Right. So I'm like, ah, okay, well. Maybe. Sorry, Marina. (laughs) I'm like, if if it's going to be you and you're basically saving the entire world from him. I don't know if I'd be too upset. Right. But, yeah, we didn't know for sure. No. 
But we do find out that uh, the Beast is not quite as good at magic as he makes himself out to be. Because he had some difficulty getting through the wards that she had put up. Well, when you were able to see them, there were a hell of a lot of wards up there. Yeah. And he did say it was really intricate, so he had to, like, break it in kind of an order. Right. But, and let me ask you this, do you think he was telling the truth? Like you said, maybe he wasn't as good, he was kind of hiding that it was going to take him a long time. Or do you think he was kind of like, yeah, we'll see what happens when we get in there. I always give you the difficult one. Yeah, that <laughs> one is very a tough call because you can't trust the beast and you can't trust anything he says. Mm-hmm. So more than likely, yes, he delayed in them getting in, hoping that Renard would take care of Marina and that would be enough to push oh. Julia over the edge and finally have her take my shade away. Oh, see, I didn't even think about that. Yes, and then he would have a very powerful ally. Ah, that's interesting. I didn't even think about it that way. I thought he was just kind of like being a jerk about it. <laughs> <laughs> because he just comes off that way. Yes, he does. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. And can I just say, Reynard? Oh, my God. Yo. You were such an ass. Yeah. And I totally it's, forgot it, that it was Mackenzie Aston who I really liked him in other roles when he was younger. <laughs> but, oh, I never wanted a character to die off as much as I want <laughs> Reynard right now. Because yeah. he was so bad. He He didn't kill the cat. No! That was worse. He turned it inside out. I'm like, what the? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And then put it on her lap. That's kind of messed up. And that was the thing that finally got Marina. Yes. You know, she was staying strong up until that point, but as soon as he put that cat on her lap like that, it was it was over. Yeah. Yeah. You mess with the animals. It, it kind of messes with Something me. Something that she cared about. Right. It wasn't the people that she cared about. It was her... Yeah. Cat and oh, Reynard, Reynard, I'm waiting for you to go down in flames. And they get in and they freeze him, and then poof. Yeah. Then he shows up and again, I was like, oh my god, they could have. The timing any worse. <laughs> oh yeah, because then Julia decides to hop on. Yeah. Oh my god, and I know I was cutting at the screen. And a bunch of other people probably were. Because as I'm yelling, I'm like, come on, get away from him. You know what's happening. And she's like, no, no, don't kill him. I need him. It's like, ah, Julia. <laughs> yeah, that it was. I'm glad nobody was home because there was a lot of yelling, a lot of you know, adult words happening. Right. <laughs> I couldn't even tweet, like, during this time. I think I ended up tweeting probably about five minutes later. I had to go talk about the scene, but I had a hard time because I was just so pissed about what was happening. Right. Oh, I really think I need to find a way to watch this in advance so I can get all the anger out before. I don't know. And then, unfortunately, Quinn does something stupid, but I understand. Quentin, I'm sorry, I don't really say Quinn. Right. He, like, breaks the triangle that they were using to, to keep the beast in. Right. To save Julia. Yeah. And then, well, that means the beast didn't get destroyed. He kind of got winged. Yeah. But he ran away. 
quickly. Yes. <laughs> but, oh, I was so ticked off. And then it gets worse. Yes. Oh, jeez. Because you got to realize, which I'm sure everybody does, Marino is still in there with Reynard, and he is no longer frozen. Yeah. Now, since we don't know what happened in that moment, I mean, she lunges for the knife. You know, apparently she didn't kill him because Marina ends up dead. Right. Do you think she at least wounded him? I kind of doubt it. Because, okay, friends, spoiler alert, since we're talking about two episodes, we don't even know in the next episode. Right. And this makes me wonder what's happening because this has got to come back and bite Julia right in the ass. Yes. Because it's like, you tried to kill me? And I don't remember seeing the knife again, do you? Nope. Reynard has the knife. Which is bad. Very bad. Ah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. I think Julia is going to be in a lot more trouble than she thinks she is. Which is, I'm sure she's already thinking she's in a lot of trouble, so I'm going to multiply that by a 100. Right. And of course, because of Julia messing things up with the beast, Penny zaps her back, and she makes sure she gets Penny back by removing his chain, so now his hands won't work. Right. Well, I mean, the first one she did by accident. Right. And Penny's like, duck. You know, so he even warned her. But then, you know, she's going to be kind of an ass about it, and then after he's like, okay, this is the only thing keeping me from killing you right now, so she removes the other one? Right. What were you thinking? (laughs) And then, of course, she gets all shitty, not my problem, and then walks away. Right. And let's take that to Penny, then, because that's the last we see of Julia at this point. Right. And poor Penny all of a sudden starts glitching in and out of reality, like he's jumping everywhere. Right. And I was like, what the hell is happening? Oh, my God. And I didn't know if he was going to be able to come back into this or if he was going to be in, like, some weird interdimensional kind kind of moment forever. Right. But I was kind of confused because I thought he didn't really have to do a whole lot with his hands to jump. Or what? am I thinking something else? So I thought that was just like his power that he didn't even have to necessarily use his hands for it. Right. Yeah, he was a traveler, and I don't I, – I kind of agree. I don't think he had to cast spells. He could just do it. go. Okay, that's what I thought. But, but I, I seem to remember there was something – that the guy who, or the people who were stuck in Fillory before, or in that in-between Fillory, like where the fountains were, like he right. gave him some kind of spell so he'd be able to directly jump where he needed to go. Right. I don't know. It was weird, and I was a little confused with that. But obviously, poor Penny in his hands, not working out so well. Right. All right. Anything else with Penny? I mean, that was the big thing, obviously, with Penny. Right. Yeah. Okay. How about we talk Elliot for a minute? Poor Elliot. Stuck in Fillory by himself. I feel so bad for him because him and Margot apparently have been like, you know, inseparable since they came to Breakville's. Right. And now he's stuck by himself. Now, he is with his wife, who he's a little like, uh, I don't know what's happening kind of thing. Right. <laughs> and with all these people that he knows nothing about. He is trying to be the king that they need in regards to at least getting crops going because we talked about that last time, right? He had to go back to his farming roots. Right. So he's doing that, but of course he's depressed because nobody's there that he wants to be there. Right. Very sad. And he is trying his best. And then when, you know, the gang comes back, I mean, they just... It's all jealous about them getting tramp stamps. Right. Well, but because of that, too... 
We have this other incident that happens with all of them, minus Penny. Yes. And I don't know why I'm laughing. It's not funny. Where they sat on the thrones. And that happened to be the thing that the beast cursed. (laughs) Yeah, it made me wonder. So if that was cursed, would it be forever cursed or just had to be broken once and then it'd be done? Oh, it just had to be broken once. Oh, okay. By breaking it, you had they had to die. That's true. Which I did kind of think it was funny because they all got paranoid. Right. It's not funny, but it was. Because all of a sudden they're like, okay, Elliot, Alice, Quentin, and Margo are all going to try to kill each other. It's like, what the hell is going on? And the way they say it, just so nonchalant. Like, we first see Elliot kind of freak out, like, oh, my God, they're coming after me. Okay. Right. And then you kind of see it in the other ones. But, like, Alice is like, oh, I have to kill them. What? Like, they're telling Penny because Penny is not one that they're going after because Penny has nothing to do with this. Right. He's not a royal. So it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. Margo and Penny have to use the Keiko demons because Margo is trying to use it against Quentin. And then Penny has to save them. And then, you know, they're just all being asses to each other. Now, this was all before the thing that happened with Julia. So Penny was able to travel because he comes back. What was it that he got? It was something to poison all of them or to stop their heart. Right. I can't remember what it was. No, it was to basically stop their hearts, but they were going to use adrenaline to re-kickstart them back up again. Right. Because, well... Sodium chloride or something like that. Because theoretically, once their heart stops, they're dead, so the curse should break. Right. Although it was kind of funny because he says that to all of them, and instead of them trying to do it like him and Elliot's wife, why don't I remember her name? They're trying to do it. They're like, okay, we'll do this. They all go running and grab it to try to kill each other. Right. And then you have Margo, which I loved it because she's like last man standing. Yeah. I loved it. She has so many great snarky lines. And then she she ends up, didn't she end up like injecting herself though? Yeah. Which I thought was. And it's like, where did that come from? (laughs) Apparently it was the curse. It didn't say that you only had to kill the other ones. It was that. Right. You all had to die. So apparently the curse is like, oh, that means you too. You have to do it to yourself. And yeah. It was funny because you had the moment where, you know, they're injecting the adrenaline and then Elliot does it to to Quentin. I'm laughing right now. And he just gets up and is like sticking out of his chest like, you know, Pulp Fiction. Right. He's like, here, let me get that for you. It's like, what the hell? So at least that's done and over with. But now we have two of the the possible ways to help distract the beast gone right and we actually find out the third one's gone because alice let hers go right <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you alice you can't be that young and naive come on you're a smart right. girl which this of course gets bad because when the beast only got winged by alice you know he's going to be pissed you know that he's going to come back but he makes a beeline yes for the wellspring yeah <laughs> I- <laughs> I love that you're laughing because that's exactly what I was doing when this happened. Oh, this was so good. <laughs> well, you know, you have Margo and Elliot and Quentin and Alice, and they're like, okay, go try to talk to Ember. Oh, I, keep, yeah, I think I'm I tweeted out the wrong one. It's like, you go, you guys try to get a re-up. <laughs> Just right, it's more Ugh. God juice. <laughs> yeah, weird. And we're going to go. So they split up. So Elliot and Margo go, and they're like, he is nowhere to be found. What the hell is going on? And you have Alice and Q trying to head over where the beast probably will be. 
Right, at the Wellspring. And, you know, they had their little moment, which was kind of sad. Yes. And touching. And, uh, I mean, what do you expect? They're not, you know, they could die. And, and yeah. Yeah, you see The possibility that of my death has provided much. <laughs> right. And you feel bad for what's happening with them. But you gotta, right. you gotta understand. It's like, you can't think about this right now. Yes, you might die. You can tell her you'll love her forever and you're sorry. I get that. But you can't distract her because she has to be super strong and ready to do this crazy complex spell to try to kill the beast. And you're like, I'll make it up to you. I'll make you an ice cream sundae. Yeah. <laughs> Kiss me, you fool. Yeah. I'm like, ugh, you're distracting her. Stop. Yeah. And Elliot and Margo finally end up finding our missing god, but only after we find out where he's been. Yes. <laughs> and the beast has found out what he's yeah. done. <laughs> and he was so narky. He was just kind of laughing. He's like, mm-hmm, I've befouled the well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I had to. Uh, basically, he's like using every euphemism. Euphemism. Uh, you I can't could talk. Possibly come up with yeah. To basically say he pooped in the well. A royal floater. Uh. <laughs> and I guess it was really bad because when the beast goes in, he comes up. Oh, that smells horrible. And I'm like, oh. I had a face palm that moment because that was just really badly funny. But yeah. <laughs> but and I just remembered this now, and I don't know why I just remembered this. He does say something about, well, if you don't leave this plane, you're going to blink out, too. Because he mm-hmm. ruined the well with the magic, that means, like, everything's going to go, including him. So, like, I just remembered that. So, does that mean that he always knew that if something happened, I mean, obviously, we knew if he drained the well, that would happen. But if something happened to it at all, that all magic would disappear and Fillory would basically be gone? Uh that's kind of the way it was intimated. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I guess Ember had kind of gotten, finally gotten tired of Fillory. And, uh, now, do you think well, that's what it was it. or more because of what the Beast has done? And he's kind of pissed and he's like, whatever, if I got to go, you're not getting crap. <laughs> Except <Right>. crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that was bad. I'm sorry. I apologize yeah. no, for my dad jokes. this was definitely... Uh, <laughs> directed at the beast okay. strictly. Okay. Yeah, a lot of weirdness happening. And well, finally, he ends up deciding after he tells uh Margo and Elliot what happened, he's like, Oh, you're gonna miss a great fight. But don't worry, poof. You know, he pops yeah. him over there. He's like, what the <laughs> hell? I didn't even get to ask anything. Q ends up blocking the beast from you know, killing Alice as she's trying to do her, her spell, her complex spell. And he right. gets winged as well. Oh, yeah. A little bit more than we. Yeah. Well, Alice is doing the complex spell. It's getting worse. And they're like, don't do it. You're going to. And I can't remember what they called it. But basically, like, overcharge yourself and blink out. Right. Like ha- what happened to her brother. Yes. Nippin. Thank you. So all that happens. And she screams and blinks out. And we're like, oh, my God, what just happened? I was like, shit. She's the only one who knows what to do. She was the only one that had that power, that spell. Right. And, of course, the beast says, oh, now I'm going to kill you, Quentin. Oh. And you go, okay, now, I don't think this was in the book that two of the leads died this right. early. <laughs> and I feel like it went to commercial right here, too. Mm-hmm. And I think I was sitting there just like, what? wait, no, that's not cool, guys. What's happening? <laughs> and you come back, and you find out Alice is, is gone, but not. Because then yeah. she just touches him, and he freezes. 
She's like, I did it on purpose. And she just, it was weird. Yeah. But. Yeah, it wasn't Alice. It was something else. Well, it was like evil Alice. Yeah. Is what I felt like. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of like how her brother came back. And when she did this, she was able to defeat the beast. She just opens his shirt and like all these moths come out, which was creepy. Right. And then. But that was his power source. Yeah. Oh, it's so creepy. And it's like, wait, is, is that it? He's dead? Like, I'm still unsure. I feel like that there had to be more. <laughs> I, I mean, am I wrong thinking that it, you feel like even I can't say it was that easy because it was hard for them, but it felt like that right. was too easy in that moment. Yeah. But no, I, I believe that that's like ripping your heart out. Oh, okay. What she did. She opened his chest and got rid of all the moths and that was his power source. So. Because I felt like there was a moth in the very last scene, like we see one float, you know, flying. Right. That's why I was wondering. Yeah, no, that's possible. Ah, <sighs> they're killing me. That is possible. But and then she turns to uh, kill everybody else. Oh. And yeah. Quentin has to let go of his Keiko dragon to stop her. And then, well, the only way to stop her was to kill her. Yep. And then she's laying there, and Q, like, crawls over, and he's crying and holding her, and Elliot's trying to console him, and he's like, you know, she's gone, I'm sorry. And that's when I tweeted out, and it, I loved it, because I think the whole cast, like, liked and shared it. I'm like, Q is all of the fandom right now, right. and <laughs> Elliot is trying to console all of us. Yeah. <laughs> because I was really kind of torn up with this, because I was surprised that they're going to kill off Alice. Exactly. Because she's a main, it, you know, we're following this, like, little tiny group of people. So she's, like, a main character. And I, I couldn't believe that they killed her off. Yeah. Like, I was just, you know, in shock. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so any more thoughts on this one before we go to the next episode? No, I think we beat this one oh. like a uh, dead horse. <laughs> I know. This was, a, this was, like, one that just had my mouth on the floor a lot. That's why. I, and I apologize, oh, yes. everyone. But, yeah, I yeah. was like, oh, my God, holy crap, wait, oh, yeah, that was me, like, the whole time. And I'm sure a lot, just reading the tweets, that was a lot of you guys, too. Right, yeah, everybody was like, WTF? <laughs> okay, let's go to episode four, The Flying Forest, which, uh, side note, not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> no. <laughs> Quentin and Penny embark on a quest. Margo works on a way to help Elliot. Julia seeks an old friend's help. So, again, a lot of stuff in this one. Not quite so many WTF moments. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's see. Let's start with Elliot. Okay. Because Margo, I love Margo. Margo's like, all right, I know you hate it here. I know you hate it because you can't leave. Right. But I think I got something for you. Yeah. So she disappears. It's like, okay, she's going to go out and uh, find a way for Elliot to try to be in two places at once. Well, yes. we learned about that last season. Yes, when there, the good old... Yeah, I was going to say, when there was another Margo. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, yes, it was a golem. Wait, am I even mm -hmm. pronouncing that quite right? Because I feel like... Yes. Okay. And interestingly enough, Dean Fogg had living clay. Apparently, it's hard to come by, but he just kind of had it out. Mm -hmm. And I love it because Margo's like, it's like he wanted me to take it. Yeah. It didn't seem like it was really locked up. No, it wasn't. You know, like we've seen where he had Marina's memories and everything like that. That was pretty hardcore trying to find. This just looked like it was in a science lab. So 
And I'm laughing because how she comes. She comes back right, right after um Elliot's wife decides to tell her basically she wants adult time. Right. And she just pops in like, hey, guess what, guys? It's like, wait, what the hell did you just do? It's like, um, I don't know, I guess because they had a threesome. Maybe that's happened before. She's not really worried about seeing him. Right. Like, I, yeah, I can't even talk <laughs> because I think it's too funny. So, yeah, she manages to help Elliot make another Elliot. And the comment when Elliot is like, admiring his own body as the, the yeah. living clay. Yeah. Oh, my God. You want to do yourself, don't you? <laughs> I'm like, this is so weird. Yeah. But let me ask you this. Because he's able to push his mind into the golem so he can be in multiple places. But his fillery body seems to, which we find out, to not be doing anything. It's just sleeping. Why wouldn't he tell his wife, listen, I'm doing this so I can try to find a way to save fillery. Mm -hmm. So she's not going in there and basically, hey, <laughs> hey, wake up. I are you sleeping? Yeah. Like, I feel like that would have been a better idea. But, you know, what do you think? Oh, yeah. it could. He could have planned it much better. and let Jen know what was going on so that she wouldn't interrupt things. And, of course, it does work out that way, that, yes, they get back to their old house, and Todd <laughs> is taken over. And Oh, he was pissed. Big time. Elliot was so pissed that Todd was the fun guy in the house now. And then Marco's like, listen, there are other things that we need to take care of. But he's like, I need to be number one again. It's like, oh, you're a freaking king of an entire yes. dimension. <laughs> Maybe don't worry about this part right now. Yeah. But I, I like the fact that he goes to Dean Fogg. He tells him everything. And, of course, Dean Fogg's like, I don't need to know everything. Right. <laughs> but he he's like, I'll help you. Because he finds out what's happening in Fillory in regards to the magic. And mm -hmm. that's explaining why stuff is not working quite right. Right. Here. Yes. So Their hands are starting to not work properly. Right. Like, was it the nurse was saying that she had some brownouts, but she thought it was just the Xanax? Right. <laughs> oh, how often has it happened? Oh, as, long, as many times as I can get my hands on it. It's like, he's like, no, the brownouts. Oh, oh, sorry. I meant Xanax. What the hell? That's blue for you. <laughs> I thought it was funny, but interestingly enough, yeah, he he's going to help, and he's like, Listen, we can, this is going to be your senior thesis, which, you know. Right. Hey, not a bad way to go. You're already king, so let's make it a way for you to save everything. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool that they're going to bring in these experts. So it makes me wonder how many new people we're going to see then. And it's got to be a whole lot. I mean, the way he was talking. But do you think he'll right. bring them to Fillory or is Elliot just going to use the golem to work with them? That's a good question. I'm not really sure because... We later see Elliot uh, hooking up with a a freshman. Yeah. <laughs> Which here was a weird moment. This is when his wife decides to wake him up in Fillory. Yeah. He had a weird, like, overlap of what was happening. Yeah, it really was. So talk about a mind. <laughs> mm -hmm. When you have the same thing happening in two places to two bodies that are connected by one mind. Yeah. I don't even, I don't think I can even fathom what is happening. No. <laughs> but that's weird. So hopefully we'll see more, well, not that, but you know, <laughs> see more of the duality of Elliot and what's happening in regards to break bills and fillery. Right. Yeah. I, 
I think that's going to be kind of difficult for um, Elliot to be able to handle being in two places at one time. Mm -hmm. That should lead to some very hilarious moments. And we will see Margo again. We'll talk about her in a minute because we have to first talk about Julia and Katie. Because Katie's back. Yes. And Julia tracked her down. I'm still not happy with Julia. But Katie's back. Yes. Yeah, this was kind of interesting, don't you think? Oh, big time. Because Katie was just, she just went deep end Mm -hmm. after getting booted out. She went to heroin and was just massively drugged out. Well, I mean, she did say she was self-medicating, basically, because what she's seen, which you can't blame her. Because if Julia didn't have that block originally that Marina put in there, I think she would have totally self-destructed. Right. I don't think she's going too well right now either, but, you know, you know what I mean. So the fact that she finds her and gets her to help, and she cleaned her up pretty quickly. I'm thinking it meant that Katie wasn't too far gone. Yeah. That she was kind of holding on to everything because I feel that deep down she knew that she was going to have to help Julia somehow if Julia survived. Yeah, very true. So she cleans up. They figure out, okay, we need to find a way to make this work and get rid of them. Well, Julia, some for some reason, I don't even know why exactly, she decided to put Marina's body on ice, so to speak, and she brought it to her house. And Katie's like, what the hell is that? That's Marina. She's dead and she's here, but she's on ice. Right. I mean, she does say that she left a message on her arm. So, I mean, we don't know how Reynard killed her. Like I said, we did not have any of that information. Right. But I'm thinking she was mostly dead. He left (laughs) and she somehow carved this message under her arm. And it turns out that it was a book. Right. So I love it because Katie's like, oh, that's a break bills. She's like, I can't go there. But. Katie officially didn't get kicked out. She left. Right. So why did Katie think alarms were going to go off? Just because she's not currently a student? Well, because she did get caught stealing for Marina. Oh, right. I almost forgot about that. Right. Yeah, they had that there. And, yeah, so they booted her. (laughs) Even though she had left on her own, they weren't letting her get back in. I gotcha. Well, she figured out a way since... Julia never was there, at least not in this version. Right. That she can get in because she had a key. And what was it called? An alumni key. Right. But she has no idea where to go, what to do. So Katie's like, oh, wait, I got this. Right. Weird. They were able to do a spell with the necklace and said, best bitches. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. She's like, it's the only thing the bodega had. Which I think is funny because I didn't know what the hell a bodega was until I'd been out to New York. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of our co-hosts from Hollow Nine, Dave the Clone, told me mm-hmm. it's basically like every everything kind of store. You have food, you have little trinkets. So it's like a little convenience store. Right. I had no idea what the hell it was, though, seriously. And then I'm like, oh, now I know. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so they do the spell, and Julia is able to go to break bills. And Katie's able to direct her where to go, and she can talk to her through a mirror. So she's, right. like, seeing everything through Julia's eyes, right. finds the book that they they figured out Marina wanted. Right. Unfortunately, it's got a spell on it to keep it from being taken. out taken. of pills. Yes, like Lojack, she said. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, all right, this is going to take me forever to copy. Where do I go? So Katie tells her where to go hide in the house. <laughs> in the physical kid's house. <laughs> which I'm like. 
Um, I guess she could have went and hid in the closet where they couldn't find Quentin before. Not like right. anybody seems to be going in there. She didn't seem to really hide, though. Did you notice that? No. Yeah. Yeah, she was just sitting out in the parlor, just copying it away. And then... And Margo mm-hmm. finds her and blows up. And... Oh, yeah. Margo ripped into her. But then she kind of gave it right back to Margo. But I was like, don't you bitch at Margo. You're the one who messed up. Yeah. Big time. Uh, I was mad. But Margo <laughs> helped her. I was kind of surprised. Yes. I was, too. I really did not expect that from Margot. But I think there is a... Margot can identify with what Julia's going through. Yeah, I think somehow she does realize that, yes, we may have taken away the easy way, I'm going to say, for her to get her revenge on (laughs) Renard. Right. But knows that, yeah, there still has to be something, some way for her to do it, because she obviously has some deep-seated rage because of what happened. Right. So I, I do think Margot feels a little bit responsible. Because Margot was kind of a, you know, raging bitch off and on in this episode. But then mm-hmm. she seemed to come around do like a 180, like for multiple things. Like early it was, let's build a, a monument to Alice, our fallen queen. And she's like, we weren't her friends. And then it turns around you know, later, she's like, I don't think a hundred feet is big enough and we should do it with our hands. We shouldn't cost it, you know, anybody else money on this. You know, and, and it's with the taxpayers, you know, oh, you know who likes to pay taxes? People with broken legs. And then she comes around, okay, we have to find a different way. So I think it's like there's this anger and rage and then she thinks about it and then she's like, okay, listen, I've, right. I've discussed it with myself and I realize right. <laughs> this is not the right way. So I don't know. I, I think Margot is, oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this. Becoming a grown-up. Oh, absolute, absolute more than any of the others so yeah. far. Yeah, like she'll still have that outburst, but then it's like she realizes, okay, wait, I can't really, can't have that outburst because I have to realize. Right, I got to reel myself back in. So, uh, so she helps them, and then Julie and Katie have to do the spell that was in this book, the specific one, and it's actually to bring Marina back to life. Right, and talk about. Creepy pasta. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it turns out it's only for a very short amount of time. And it's basically right. to find out what the hell she wanted to tell them. Yes. And it's they find out about Reynard, that he was in this place. And Marina doesn't want to go back to this place, which is kind of scary. Yes, it is. But that this woman put him there. And you need to find out who she is and how she did it and put him back. Right. But then I'm thinking, wait, if you're in that place, do you want him back? But I understand what she's saying. Right. So we don't find out who this woman is. No. No, not yet. Do you think we're going to soon, or what do you think? I think we'll probably find out pretty quickly who this woman is. Because I don't, I mean, I can see this thread lasting most of the season because they've been dealing with the Beast for almost a season's worth of episodes. So I could see it extending, but... I do think it'll be wrapped up by the probably the end of the season. Okay. Uh, and then we had our fun stuff happening. Kind of fun. Kind <laughs> of weird. We have Penny and Quint. Quentin. I just I start to say Q and then I just say Quinn and then I'm like, wait, Quentin. <laughs> so we see Senator a senator. Actually, he's like a doctor helping Quentin. Yes. Penny ends up going to them too to try to get his hands fixed, and they can't help Penny. Oh, no. <laughs> but they did help Q by giving him, like, a wooden shoulder and then covering it with skin. 
weird. Yeah. Weird, but. Very weird. You know, and of course, he's mourning Alice, and there's a note from Elliot. We buried her. Here are some of her things. We hope you wake up. Because it turns out he's been out for over three weeks. Right. Which, surprising, but I guess he was really hurt. Yeah. And, you know, he's trying to do stuff, and Penny's like, listen, I'm mad too. And of course, Q, like, lashes out. And I think at this point, again, we have another member of the group who is kind of becoming different from what he was. Because right. in the beginning, Penny didn't care about anyone except himself. Exactly. And now he really seems to be changing and seeing things differently. And he knows that Quentin is upset. So he, even though Quentin is lashing out, he's not really taking it to heart. Yeah. So they're like, all right, listen, there's got to be a way for us to do this. And... Quentin sees the white lady, which we finally get to see her. I was actually yes. pretty excited. It was kind of cool. That was awesome makeup. Yes, it was. So he's like, wait, that's one of the, what was it? One of the trials or something where if they find her, she has to give give them a wish. So him and right. Penny are like, all right, we got to do this. She can fix my hands. Well, Penny can't really go anywhere with his hands jacked up. He manages to get the senator drunk, which is funny because he does say, do you know how much they drink? I can't feel my face with my face, which I love that. I had to tweet that back, and I'm like, I think I've been there once or twice, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and Arjun Gupta, you're my favorite. He is totally, he's like, oh, I've been there too. <laughs> he's like, cut off my hands, and Quentin couldn't do it. The Like, oh, it was so, so very Greyjoy trying to cut off a head in Game of Thrones. Right. I was cringy. I'm like, God, oh, you can't do this. What the heck? And then it finally, all the rage comes out, and he just goes to hack it. Right. Oh, it was, it was pretty messed up. So, yeah, Penny has no hands, so he has no magic. But they're on a quest to go find the white lady. And, well, they find her, but not after. Not until after going through the flying forest, which yes. literally they assume the forest will be in the air. Right. But no. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what's messed up, because he, like, it's eminent emanating like gases and mm -hmm. basically they're just getting high as all get out yes they go round and round <laughs> and round and round and round yeah, this boulder. and i loved it because when the, it first starts happening and q's like oh my gosh they came through when they were like kids they were yeah. 11 and penny's just like they had got to be high off their ass going through here <laughs> i was like Wow, yeah, whole different definition of a flying forest, I guess, when you're a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they finally get through, and now I have a question, though, because they end up turning a different way, finally, like after who knows right. how long. instead of going right, they went left. It was after... They got out of the forest. Yeah, it was after Q picks up a necklace that ended up being Alice's. Do you think right. that somehow he dropped it? Like, somewhere in him knew what to do, and he dropped it so that they would follow that? That would be a very interesting way to look at it, and it would be nice to think that Quentin would be smart enough to do something like that, but... But the back and forth through the whole thing when they were high, it was funny. They had, like, a fishbowl effect on the lens. Yeah. And, you know, she was like, I must be an adventurer. And you are my manservant. And he's like, how am I your manservant? I don't have hands. I love when they first start going in, though. He's like, where are my touching things? Or my stuff touchers? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he looked at his hands right there, I'm like, oh, my God. It was just funny. 
And they said they had a ball because they were just have to be kind of stupid. So I thought Uh that was just really funny. They get out of the forest, of course, and end up fighting the white lady. Q ends up, I'm like, I'm saying winging her, too, because he got her kind of in the shoulder. And she was uh, a little tick. She's like, that hurt. (laughs) Fine, what do you want? So, of course, Penny wants his hand. And then she, like, mutes him because he's literally growing his hands back. Right. And she just kind of puts him on mute because he's sitting there screaming, and she's like, oh, that's so annoying. (laughs) And Q asks for Alice back. But I thought, okay, if this is happening, that's how we're going to get Alice. Great. But she's like, no, I can't do that. Nobody can. And you go, what? Oh, my gosh. And then that's really when it hit me that we are not getting Alice back. Holy crap. Yeah. What's happening? I was so mad. Like, I was more mad here. I think then with Julia, which is weird, because I had that hope. Right, that they would be able to get Alice back. Uh, That made me sad. And Quentin says, you know, I've spent my whole life wanting magic to be real and to be in Fillory, but send me home. Well, first she offered, though, to take away all memory of Alice. Right. And he's like, I'd find my way back to her somehow. Mm -hmm. And I... That kind of broke my heart. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, don't do this to me. Why are you guys doing this to me? So, yeah, she she just poof sends him back, and he's just in the middle of New York wearing the outfit that he's wearing with a bow and arrow. Right. I mean, there's so many things he could have asked for, but Mm -hmm. he's just so upset with what happened. He's just going to give up on everything. Yeah. And I was like, don't give up, Quentin, no. (laughs) Because I don't, I don't know. How do you, how does that make you feel? Look, I can't even talk because I am like really messed up with this one. I know. It, it... <laughs> Look, already I got y'all messed up. Exactly. It was something I didn't see coming. Yeah. Again, a lead character. Actually, it was like Her the main character. Character is leaving Fillory and you go, all right, how many more uh, curveballs are you going to hit us in this midsection with? Come on. <laughs> yeah. It was messed up. And so. Like, they kind of show a preview of what's happening, and he looks like he's just, you know, working in, like, an office. I'm right. Like, what is going to happen? So, obviously, we got a lot of stuff happening, and they better not leave him in an office. That's all I'm saying. Right. that would be depressing for all of us. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of thinking that he will eventually get involved with Julia's quest, and we'll find out another way to bring Alice back. Hmm. Okay. At least that's, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that that's where they're going, taking this. Well, I guess we'll find out. We just have to kind of wait and see. Yeah. All right. So this episode was more shocking, the fact that we find out some of this information. Right. Uh, So we do want to know what you guys all think. Of course, you know, ratings and reviews help other mem- members of our fandom find us. So tell your friends. We hope you're enjoying the podcast. Of course, we want to hear from you fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. Tweet with us, FGZ Podcast. And, uh, of course, we have our contact page, so you can always hit us up there. Send us, you know, your fanfic, too. We'd happily put it up. Although, I really think we're stretching that there's fanfic, because there's a lot of stuff happening already on the screen. (laughs) Exactly. But, you know, make sure you check it all out. And, of course, we have our shopping links, too, if you want to go shop. It doesn't cost you any more. All right. So, I think for this episode of sci-fi talk we're about done so i'm sean fangirl s 
And I'm Steve. Alice is going full Harry Potter Part 7-8 over there. <laughs> and until next time. <laughs>